Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31 of the So This Is My Wife podcast. I'm your host and producer, Lingya, and today's guest is Kenji Chai, one of Malaysia's most well-known street artists, who also goes by the alter ego Chai Go. Now, if you live in Kuala Lumpur, chances are that you will have seen Chai Go running around, a dog that's spray-painted by Kenji all over town, and also in other countries like UK, Mongolia, even Kazakhstan. And sometimes, you might even find Chai Go in rather elaborate outfits and scenarios. But how does one become a street artist? Because mind you, street art, it's not exactly legal. There are paintings done on walls without permission, as opposed to mirror art, which is commissioned and what Kenji also does. In this episode, we dive deep into the world of art, how Kenji first got started and built his career from the ground up to the point where he now collaborates the likes of Netflix, Uniqlo, Tiger Beer, and even Volkswagen. In addition, he also won the Malaysia Book of Records for the tallest mirror in Malaysia in 2018. So are you ready to learn more and be inspired? Let's go. Welcome to the So This Is My Why podcast, where we talk to people about their whys and how they turn them into realities to inspire you to live your best life. And here's your host, Ling Ya. You had a bit of a difficult time growing up because when you were 12, your parents divorced. And could you yep. share how that impacted you? I still remember the day my mom leave us. The first day when we are having dinner, I need to get ready for the cutlery. I just prepare for three sets. That's mean I'm missing something in my life. But then we keep in touch in phone, like my mom called once in a while and been supporting us for our living. Also for my study, pursuing in art. When I was from three, right, when I look out the window in my school, I know I'm going to pursue my dream in KL. Because most of the thing that I'm looking for, I can get it in KL. So I always been like a weird person in how I wear and how I have my hairstyle. People always look me like an alien. They feel that I'm different. When you were growing up, you loved comics, cartoons, and storybooks, right? Ninja Turtles and yep. Street Fighters was your favorite. Yep. When I was standard three, when we are having school, like in a class, right? When a teacher giving lecture is like quite boring, I feel like I want to sleep. I try to draw those cartoons in my textbooks, whereby it created a universe. Time is frozen. I was in that zone, in that moment. It really gave me a lot of enjoyment. The feeling is like very passionate in doing something, whereby the time passed so fast and I'm so focused in it. Even though the drawing is very sucks, it's not really good. But the time, I enjoy it a lot. I can feel it. It's come natural. It comes in my mind. I try to portray it out. Even though it's ugly in the textbook, I always attracted to that one because I, I grew up in the 80s. So like, it's a lot of good memory in uh, watching cartoons like Thundercat, Ninja Turtle, Street Fighter, and Dragon Ball. So yeah, I'm very drawn to uh, those things. I yeah. think you would also buy, buy the figurines, right, for Ninja Turtle, but you could only buy one. Oh, yes, yes. That's what's like my mom promised me to buy one. And then when I asked my father, my father would scold me. They never buy me anything. But my mom just like, okay, I can buy you one. But if you want to collect figure, right, you want to collect it all. So I try to collect them all when I, I grow up and I can afford it. So it's a childhood memory for me. And at the age of 15, you decided to change your name to Kenji. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. I was always watching movies. So in the movie, right, there was a guy that I look up to and his name is Kenji. So I was thinking my name is not that good in Chinese because in Chinese, right, my name is Chai Wu Yong. In Chinese, Chai Wei Yong means brave and yeah. kind of more power already. Too much. I mean, like maybe you can use just brave or something cool, but then not two together. Too much, too much all powered. So might be have some name that sound quite different from maybe like Robert or whatever. People always like the standard name like Michael, Robert, David. Maybe I can name myself as Kenji. Since got Ken and Kenji like become kind of Japanese fusion kind of name, I think it's not bad. So I use it since I was, I think, from four. You mentioned earlier that you felt as though all your dreams were going to be in care. You could achieve it there. Why do you think so? 
because I always looking into magazine and then I was so poor. Then my friend always bought some magazine from overseas. The magazine always introduced the trend in the big city. So I feel what I want, right, couldn't be here because that time, even I want to study graphic design. The uh, signboard in Sanakan in my hometown is hand-drawn. It's not even computerized. So I feel like maybe I couldn't get any work here. I might want to study in KL so I can pursue my dream there, find some job that really related to what I really want to do. Here, I really grow a lot, really, really a lot. Maybe 80% growth. Like being cheated. Some of the friend of my housemate or roommate broke into the house and steal everything. I think you had your my motorbike stolen as well, right? Being stolen. Yes. Yeah, so I, okay, okay. The story is this. I was always taking a bus to work, then RRT, and then walk to my working place. So then I feel like it's time to get my right. And then after the three or four months, I get my money. And then I invest into this motorbike. And then after one or two months, it being stolen. So I feel speechless. I need to restart the whole thing again and going to buses. The feeling is like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to speak to anyone. Then I bought a secondhand motorbike and then it broke down all the time. Shit, it's like, ah. Uh, once I start the motorbike, right, I never know how far I can go. Then it broke down again. Then after that, I sold it and I rebuy the first model I have. But... I lock all the time, even I just 50 meters away from my bike. Always. Yeah, it teach me a very strong lesson and I'm more aware. Yeah, because even the police couldn't help you, right? I go to the police station and ask, hey, can you help me to find my motorbike? Then the police reply me, even mine is being stolen. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah. So if his is stolen, you have no chance? No chance. On top of that, right? My wallet being stolen my phone being robbed. I still remember the time I was using Motorola and then I was guiding my friend on the roadside whereby my friend want to come and, and join me. And then suddenly, right, I didn't hear any sound from the back. And then there was a motorbike suddenly moving near me and then just snatched my phone. All this lesson make me learn a lot and try to be more alert, more aware of what's happening around. Because the opportunity is happening here, that's why everyone is here. Only the strong can survive. You have to be the best among the best. Only can be survive. Also, one thing I really learned in my school time is once I come to KL, right? When I study graphic design, I always missing out in class because it's my first time in KL. I always go out and, and have fun, chill with my friend. So team project, right? They always hate me because I'm not always there. Until the third year, right? Whereby it's like the last year of the college time. I feel kind of boring out of all the uh, malls or something, I really want to go and play. It's the same again and again. So I try to focus in my study. So that time I, I got number three, I'm quite happy. Whereby the people who got number one, he always number one. Once he in foundation, right? A all the way until the end. All the way, uh, I can tell you, all the way. He's the most bright future for him. I, whereby I feel like, oh, okay, no matter how hard I try, right? I just got number three in the class. After I finish my study, I come out and I work in Gumbak, right? I feel like working is boring because we are in a box. It's like the system is being built. We need to follow the system. We can't change many, many things. Even though you become an art director, you just have to be in that box to art direct the thing. So I feel like this is kind of boring. Maybe I can try to do something that's been directed by me. So I start my own clothing line just for fun. I want to art direct. I want to do something. I want to sell the clothes. And then right suddenly one day, the guy who was first in my class, he texted me in Facebook. He said, I'm happy for you. I feel I'm proud of you, blah, blah, blah. So I asked him, what do you do now? Oh, I quit art. I'm doing retail selling, selling clothes. Okay, so you are more talented than me, but then it's because you give up and you don't believe in your dream in a halfway. Then I finally realized it's like a race in a rabbit and turtle. I'm not as talented as a rabbit, I admit it, but I can move like a turtle, slow and steady, that we've never give up. Because turtles always know that they don't have much talent. What they can do is just keep on moving. Even slow progress or any progress have to be keep on moving and never stop. So this makes me realize a lot. I have to be more keen on what I'm doing. The clothing is fail at last. I realized that I want to create, not selling product. I lost money. And then because we need to consign in people's shop, right? Then the worker in the shop takes all the money and then the shop closed down for two months, three months, or maybe half a year because they never paid the rent for half a year. And then my stock was stuck inside and my money that they sold, 
it's 2000 being stolen as well. I get nothing. So at last I get some of my stock and that's it. So after that, you decided, okay, I want to be creative. Was that when you decided yeah. that you wanted to try graffiti? I think a friend told you about it. Yeah, before this, my brand called Black Friday. Then I mm. dropped my brand. Yeah. I go back to my name, Kenji Chai. So I just use my oh, name. Okay. Because I believe in whatever you call is not really important. Is whatever you do is the most important. So from there on, right, not yet to the uh, graffiti, I was doing some illustration and I shame a fallen. Black Friday was the name you used before, right? It's the combination of yep. your favorite color and favorite day. So the fry, right? Friday, right? I put it into F-R-O-Y, Friday. So it's not a combination, but I think that time I feel it's quite cool, that name. After a few years, then I evolved, I become myself, and then I do some illustration. And then some of the other brands find me, U-Mobile, then they hired me to do some, some graphic works to them. And then they put it on the street, they, they put it in their advertisement. So I think, mm, kind of cool. Yeah, maybe I can work on this part on the digital side. After a while, I found that it's quite boring. I can't touch my work because it's in the computer. So I want to have a breakthrough. So I asked my friend, then he teach me how to like paint on the wall. The feeling when I was standard three, come back and make me realize a lot of things. I feel like this is the life that I want. I want to paint for my whole life. Of course, it doesn't work at first. Maybe we go out and paint with my friend. So it's illegal. And then we try to brainstorm some ideas and we paint on the wall. And I'm happy because I can art direct my stuff. It's freedom. Freedom that make me a lot of creative juice in my mind. Like I can try to direct something myself. I train it by that way. So doing for fun, then suddenly my friend gave me 200 bucks for the material, the paint. It's very ugly at first because I need to sharpen my skill. You were learning graffiti from scratch, right? And you had to learn yep, the different yep. materials, how to deal with the weather, how fast yep. you paint. So how did you learn yep. all that from scratch? What were you drawing at the time? Was it Chaigo or not yet, right? Not yet. It was much not later. Basically, basically, the adopt from the illustration I did before this on Black Friday and in between Kenji Chai. So, so I used that kind of illustration style and put it on the wall, just blow it up. And you so used to I draw never, a bit of sex-related stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that one is in the t-shirt, so it's the point is between the line. So I want to have some concept for my art then. But it's really hard for people to promote my art because at that time people feel like, oh, okay, nudity, sex is like, cannot be shown. It's like politics, something like that. So it's in that category, it's quite sensitive. So I move on, then I paint, I paint, and I paint. Still not making any much money because it's for fun. So I leave my job as well in Gampak. I How go into bank site. We help people to balance transfer their money in a gray area in the agency whereby I need to co-call on customers. At that time is I need to call 50 customers. Can you imagine 50, like out of 50, like 30 of them is trying to screw you. Like, hey, help get my number. Don't call me. Always bad words. And then, right, a bunch of friends that I know on that time, right, they are quite solid, how to say, rational people. Okay, talking about earning money, buying house, changing cars, buying um, nice watches. All of them is very materialistic. Okay, whereby I feel like interesting is because, oh yeah, I need to be like this point, only I can earn money. Okay, but there are lack of soul in them. But whereby my friend in Gambak, right, they always talk about feeling, music, movies, inspiration. So I feel like, okay, here is too much of rational. That was too much of like very dreamy kind of thing. I need to live in between. I need to earn money and I need to be creative. You have to, in between this line, right, you need to have a balance. Then I quit my job because I earn that time is around 8,000. It's quite a lot for me for one month. So maybe less, also about 5,000. But I feel if I keep on doing this job in this queue, calling people, after five years, right, I don't have any achievement. So I feel like maybe I can just quit it and do back to my art stuff. I try to like sell some customized cap and it doesn't make a living much because one cap you can earn maybe 100 bucks. I need to draw a lot. So at maximum that time, I only got seven, eight. So it's like 800, not really can survive much. So one day, right, I was starving. My friend called me out of nowhere. It's like, hey, hey, um, Sakai Shushi is trying to hype people. So would you interested to join our company as an in-house designer? I said, okay, I'm in the middle of sea. Then I saw a big ship like crossing by, trying to help me. Okay, I get it. 
So I go and try to perform, right, for my friend to see what I can do. And then, right, he said, okay, now not bad, but I need to go through my manager. Then once the manager come in, right, look at the work, like, mm, not that good. Okay, give me time, give me time. I need this job, okay? Then I was talking maybe 20 minutes, change. Okay, then he said, mm, okay, that's good, that's good. Okay, <laughs> then I can join our company. So from that day on, right, I learned a lot because we are in the marketing department. So the department is about how to market and attract customer to eat their food, the promotion leaflet or something they draw, right? Have to be, okay, we want the customer to see this part first. So we need to blow up this part. I remember wanting it. All the terms and conditions, right? Right small beside the... <laughs> it's kind of like how they attract people you can enjoy one ringgit with the purchase of very small 20 very small so I feel wow quite interesting quite fun and then right, one day right there was people who want to deal with my manager then they call my manager hey hello June and blah 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 and this. okay I will talk with the team and we have a meeting with the team and I will come back to you and once she hang up the phone right she look at the colleague actually got three colleagues so they said blah blah blah, 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 Okay, after 20 minutes, right? Then June called her back. Hello, we come to a conclusion. We can make this deal and hang up. So from that on, I said, oh, yeah, you're right. If you want to portray to people, right? We no need to show the whole picture. Like when they are like meeting, right? They are not really meeting in a room. They're just casually talking as a meeting. But the whole thing package, right? Make it looks professional. Okay. So after certain period I was drawing, right? Then, okay, I understand I need to set a value for myself. Okay, at first, how much? Like, okay, my benchmark, 1,500 for one wall. Okay, I'm so scared because it's my first time. So once there was people call me, Angie, I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, my charge is like this. They say, okay, Kenji, can you check for me the date on uh, blah, 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 maybe uh, 5 June, do you have any time? Okay, okay, give me a second. I need to look through my schedule. When I open up my schedule, right, it's blank, blank. But I act like, okay, looking, okay, um, okay, June this date, okay. On that day, I'm free, okay? So I look down. <laughs> Make me grow a lot, really work. Training, because you need to have that kind of attitude. Of course, this is the first part, not the whole picture. But the whole picture, what I really learned, right, is not money, but reputation. The reputation that people buy and they're willing to pay for the repetition because they can always get someone cheaper than me. Always. But they couldn't get the promise the other person can get that thing done perfectly or safely and they will not be screwed. And this is what they pay for, the value. Yeah, this is what I really learned. So I appreciate because I've been so poor, so broke for so many years, right? Every step I have moved in my life, I appreciate, I cherish, I thanks for the people who are giving me chances. I make sure myself never, never, ever screw it up. So it becomes attitude. So also before this, right, my attitude is, okay, if I lose in something like this, if I don't get this, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I don't really put much effort. But now, no. Effort like once I say yes to something, right, I need to put my 100%, 200%. Because always people are always asking me, Kenji, do you feel like this is, will be a secure job? This will bring you security for your future? I'm not really sure. But i sure that if I give my 200% in this present for this project, it might create a next project for me. This is what I can control. I will need to focus on. Never less than other people's expectation. Never treat it as a job. I treat it all as my last job. This is the way how it's going to be. You were and, experimenting with your styles as well, right? Learning how to yes. do different things. I'm so sorry to say that, right? When people give me money, right? It's about my experiment. It's about the battle in between myself. It's like, okay, I want to make it like how to be better. Of course, I'm slow. I'm not that talented. So I need to learn and input a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, right? So you can see the progress from the start till now, right? The inspiration, the way I draw is quite different because it's like a slow step bit by bit onto that point. You were also doing free work as well, I think, to get your name out, right? Yep. Before this is a lot of free work. So now sometimes, let's say I go to Penang, I would love to talk to my friend. Then my friend is quite okay around that area. And then they were asking for walls on the street whereby I can access to. 
And then I can maybe have like a collaboration or crossover or talk to the owner. We can draw something based on what I want to do. And then the creativity part, right, is really up to me because it's free, right? You need me a free work, but not always on that point. Mostly of it is a commercial job, but out of it, right? Yeah, I want to put more walls on the street because some of the commercial wall is indoor. So not much people can appreciate. I think you were also joining a lot of competitions as well. You won the Character and Licensing mm-hmm. Expo Asia 2010 Thailand's Custom Toy Design Contest. Yeah. So that was a very interesting story. So it's like this. The whole competition, right? There was many people joining. So they're going to filter it and make it top 100. And then top 100, right? And then they filter up. They make it like top 10. So the top 10, right? Five person is from Thailand and five artists is from overseas. Whereby there was Malaysia and then Brazil, Argentina, and if I'm not mistaken, is uh, Australia or, or USA. And the last one, I forget, is from where. But basically, they are from very, very far. So I'm the first one who get to that place because so near, right? Just a few hours, right? We need to work with Thailand artists in order to fight and then to win for the game. So I study my partner. He's a very crazy person, but unfortunately, he passed away. He's very great. His name goes with Mama Faka, but then his name is Tom. So he's very crazy. He's a very hardworking person, party person. He got all the connection, right? I still remember, I, I told him that, okay, to win the other guy, right? We need to work harder. We need to get closely. We need to understand each other's strength and we need to give it out. Because I'm not a very professional in doing custom toys, but other is really crazy. I saw their work in internet, right? It's super crazy. So I was there a few days earlier. Then we, what do we do? We go party. Because <laughs> he likes to party. <laughs> he bring me to see fashion show. I still remember it's the bicycle fashion show inside a mall. I was like, wow, so crazy. He bring me to the club, right? And then, right, he took 10 minutes to go inside the club because he'd been grading friends from the entrance. A lot of friends. He know mostly the whole club, I think. So crazy. But the people he know, right, is quite something. It's media, artists, something that give really uh, serious in doing something for Thailand. So that day right, we get drunk. I still remember, right? The last day when we have the final to fight, right? We always like, because party, <laughs> party too hard. And I told, told Tom, right? I said, hey, Tom, you know what? We need to win this competition in order for we to get the money. One person got 5,000. I need this money. I told him because I used all my money once I was here. All of it, okay? Then I'm happy at the end, right? When they announce, oh, our winner is from Malaysia. Yay. Okay. So I tell you why do we win? At first, we are really connected. We can communicate well. Whereby the other competitors, they are good, but they are not connected in their work. We are doing two figures and we, we wanted to win badly, right? Then we do uh, packaging. He's good in packaging. So we created the design and packaging, right? And then when the judges look at the work, right? They feel like they are together in one set. Whereby, I'm not sure about the artists from overseas Argentina or USA, right? I'm not sure they're too ego or, or they don't want to communicate. Basically, the work created by the Thailand artists and the overseas artists, right? Isn't disconnected. It's not really like pair. It's not gel together. It's not born. So... They are good in, in individuals, but not in a team. Three days before the competition, the guy asked me, where are you from? I said, I'm from Malaysia. Then, then he told me, huh, where the hell Malaysia is in the map? So after I won the competition, right? Then I look at his eyes. I feel my heart say, now you know where's Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> so after you won that competition, did you feel there was immediate interest in your work? Like more people wanted to come and commission you? Mm. Not really. I was still okay, but mm. just the move of turtle. Not yeah. really that much. Yeah, but but I'm happy because I got a 5,000. I can live more already. I can stay alive for maybe one month or two months. Yeah. But but the turning point will be um, after I learn everything in Sakai Shushi, right? I apply into myself. I see the changes, the groove of myself. It's like playing chess. It's fun. It's like we need to have a mind game at first. It's, can you try how much you charge? I would tell them 1,500. I will not chase them because once you chase, right, means you're losing some moves. 
you need to wait. You need to give them a room to think through about it. If they really want you, they will hire you. So from there, after like 2013, whereby is the year that the born of Chigo, then I get a big project from Nando's. So I draw a big fighting cockroach for them. Before this, I always did a small job for Nando's before this. So they remember me with the repetition. Then maybe say, hey, Kenji, we now have a big project. Are you interested? A um, week before this happened, right? I was dreaming about drawing a building. I have a thought like, oh, I want to achieve this. you never done a building never, before? Never, never, never. So once they offer, right? I say yes, without any experience. I just wanted to do this. I'm going to make it happen no matter cost. I don't know how to do it. Okay, yes. So I feel like once you want something, right? That you set, you install something in your mind, right? Then your mind will try to make it happen step by step. How you're going to transfer this project into your eyes, your mouth, your ear, your hand, your body. Then works toward that thing to solve this puzzle and get it done. I learned how to calculate because I was thinking like, how can I sketch this big thing? And then, okay, then suddenly I have come in my mind is they have a lot of ledges, windows. So I just calculate from the windows. Okay, I map it. I map my sketch into the building whereby I take picture and put it in the computer. And then I count. Okay, this one, this line is from window three. One, two, three. Okay, the line is here. So it's a grid for me. The ledges and the window become a grid for me. Were you projecting no, 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 no. Oh, just freehand? No. Freehand. By counting, the starting point is at the third window and the, uh, the end point is at the uh, second ledges. Okay. Down. Okay. Aga, aga. Because we have fourth floor, right? It's all been great. So it's quite fun. And that is the day where I quit my job. I have thoughts I want to quit. Because I always wanted to be stable because I've been floating outside for so long. So I was thinking, okay, my dream is very normal, easy. I have a job. I have a permanent job. I have some extra money. I'm a happy person. But something you can't really control. Whereby that time, I've always met my client, my lunchtime. I sacrifice my lunchtime because you, you can't uh, meet your client at night. It's not that good, right? No people want to meet you at night. People want to meet you at working time. So I take my paid leave, unpaid leave, emergency leave, sick leave, whatever leave I have, right? All habits finish. I've tried all my best to get leave to meet my client. And then, right, the worst is I have did the sketch on my company whereby some of the colleagues discover and then tell my manager. And then my manager asking me to go into the room and then try to lecture me and give me some advice. This is very important because of turning point advice. So I told her I would try to go solo. If I can't make it, I die, I come back. I become a slave, okay? So... Once I blink my eyes, right, it's been five years, six years, seven years. Because you know why I, I do it in, in my company? I've started to realize my capability, the money I earn, my capability is stronger than what I have imagined. Because in company, right, you always want people to agree with you, give you credit, tell you, you you can do it, that only you can do it. But once I detach from all this shit, right, I can be anything. I can be square. I can be round. There's no more boundaries. There's no more guidelines. There's no more square. I, I was break out of the box. There's no more Sundays. I'm not looking forward for weekends anymore. Every day becomes the same. So I try not to die, to survive. What I've trained myself is the most important point is what I earn, I break it down into one year. I try to break it down. Let's say I earn 6,000, right? I break it into three months then I can have 2,000, 2,000, 2,000 for a month. So for that particular big wall Nendos, it can last me for 10 months. If after 10 months, I got no job, I'm really that bad. But luckily, in between, there are some small jobs whereby I can add on to this big portion money and separate into maybe one year and then one and a half year and then slowly growing two years by not overspending every money each month. How were you getting all these little jobs? Because you were working everywhere, like cyber cafes, hairstylists, bars like Quattro, even multimedia university, yep. right? So how did all these yep. random little things come your way? Okay, I would love to thank for one particular client who had been supporting me for years and years. That was Tiger Beer. 
it becomes like my big boss. It's like a yearly job whereby they've been trusting me in my art and whereby I got the creativity part quite strong, even though some of the parts still need to be on them. But I'm blessed with the money or the job they give me that can last me for some time. So with a big client, right, and then some small little jobs, it can definitely survive longer and longer. And the and the amount, right, I can tell you is I never imagined. I just tell myself, okay, give the best for what I can do. You can't predict, but you can give more, more and more. And then when something comes back, it's better and better, bigger and bigger. Was that surprising for you that the money was rather good? Because at the time when you first started, especially, like graffiti art wasn't really well known. It wasn't yep, a yep, popular yep, thing, yep. but people were willing yep. to and commission. It started at the bicycle in Penang. Georgetown Festival. The whole Georgetown Festival helped a lot of people art feel and also bring up the scene. And the guy from Lithuania, Ernest, is one of my friends. Before he drew the bicycle uh, brother and sister, actually he's quite broke as well. He's just traveling and then in Malaysia, he's just trying to get something to do. He doesn't know that it becomes so big, really, really big. Until he, he feels he wants to base in Penang. So it's quite crazy. So before this, right, I was a bit, not envy, but why do you give chances to overseas people but not the local? Then I come to realize not people don't give you any choices, but have you shown them what you can do? Have you really give before you ask for what you want to take? If I really give you everything, but you cannot make it, right? You still can't make it. You have to prove to people that you're really passionate in doing something. Not blame people, not giving you. Yeah, doesn't work this way. And as you mentioned earlier in 2013, that's when Chaigo was born. And it was yep. because you were inspired by the stray dogs that you saw on the road. Yep. Was that a particular incident that struck you and made you go, okay, this is going to be my outer ego, a dog? Yep. So I was driving every time going back from work. I saw many stray dogs. There was one scene, I think it's a mother bringing four puppies. So the second day, right? I saw the same puppies, but it became like three. So maybe one is in an accident. And after two days, right, it left two. So I feel like, okay, people bang them down and people don't really care about their life. So come back to myself. When I'm doing art, no people really care. They just laugh at you. They just feel that this is a very bad job or there's too much failure in art. But for me, I want to be successful. I don't want to listen to story of failure. No, nothing for me to inspire and nothing for me to learn. It triggered me a lot. What I'm doing, no people really support. Beside my mom and my sister, or my family is okay. But the cousin, they always look down on me at first. Of course, now they're, oh, oh I'm proud of my niece, Shane, in Facebook. Okay. So the time when I step into KL, right, I need to find shelter myself. I've been moving places to places. And the place I live is ridiculous. It's sturdy. But I have no choice. I need to survive. I need to be strong. I need to learn the food I eat, right? I have to be blessed with food, no matter it's a good or bad food. Because this is how you're going to survive at first. To live in the worst, then only you can grow up. So on that point, right, I already told myself, now I'm in the mud, okay? People look down at me, step on my face. What if I can make it to the top? If I can't make it in the top, right, at last I'm going back to the mud. It's okay. I, I come from the mud. It's okay. I can play with the mud. So this triggered me that, okay, I born in a dog year. This is the life of stray. That we face life with positive wipes. That's why I find this alter ego and I try to spread this energy to every people. So always share this story so I, I hope they can relate. Because mostly of the lower class people, right? I mean, life is hard really, but how we look at life and how we overcome our fear or our problem, this is most important. And successful or something good left for the people who are strong enough to get it. You don't want to give anything and you hope for the best you can get. This will never happen. This is not the way. So once you created this illustration of Taigo, what was yep. the plan? Do you remember the first time you drew Taigo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it's Kampong ugly. Atap, right? <laughs> yeah. Why do you choose ugly. that place? Because my friend lived live there. He can look out for me, any police or any people. Like Kampong Atap is the street art place, right? Lots of street artists go there. Before, no. Before is foreigner place where no people care. Until Zongsan come in, right? It become a hype place. Before, no. So before that, I'm happy because I started drawing that. My friend leave behind Zhongshan, right? It's in a hype place of, wow, 
So it's crazy. He'd been like helping me a lot when I was very low and then I stay in his place. Yeah, he'd been seeing me a lot. So it's a blast. So I started there then. What was the experience the first time? Scared. The first time is scared. Before Chago, right? When I first start graffiti, 90% of the time I'm looking out for people who really discovering me. Only 10% of the time I'm drawing because I can't concentrate. But this one helped me a lot with concentration. You need only have one chance. You go out, you concentrate, you make it nicely and ciao. It's really, really good for training purposes. And you're quite particular in making sure that when you draw, it's not a bad drawing. You take your time. How long were you taking? Maybe five minutes, three That's to okay. five minutes for a triangle. Of course, I have the space really where right? I appreciate everyone. I don't want it to be look ugly. When people pass by, right, they'll be impressed by what being called street art or, or, or graffiti. It can be done nicely, not just go and scratch people's wall and make people pissed off. Mostly start from there, but now we evolve. We have different kind of style. Of course, graffiti remain graffiti. Now I call myself street art or something like mural. I think it's important to distinguish as well. There's street art, which is illegal, and mural art, which is commissioned, and you have yes. permission to draw, right? <laughs> Yeah. So for the one that is illegal, how do you pick your place? How do you know where to go and where not to go? Because certain areas are more high risk and certain places are less. For me, visibility is very important for the public. That is the place where when people pass by, they will see it because it's very high risk, right? Whereby we, we give our, our heart to do it, right? Better to choose a place where everyone can see it. The hot spot will be like our aim. So what are the rules that you have to follow to make sure it's a successful thing in terms of your planning, what you're wearing, when to go? Like uh, what's the thought process okay, like? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the best time to go is at afternoon or morning time. It's better to skip night because at night, right, the patrol... Actually, you thought that no people see you, but they will be more obvious because it's like on a street, only you at that place. So in a busy, busy morning or busy noon, that would be the best timing. And then wearing like those worker jacket will help. What you see people been fixing the road, doing the uh, flyover. So with that attire, I think it will be cool and safe. You have to make sure you wear proper shoes and everything, right? Yeah, so you can shoes. run. If, in case anything happens, run. <laughs> so has anything ever happened before? Of course, we've been stopped, but then basically it's better not do it at night. Like, night is very dangerous. Always been stopped, then they never let go and then we try to back for it. And then after some advice, then they let us go. Other than that, it's okay. Like, like they appreciate uh, some of it. So I suppose a lot of people who don't do this would then be asking, why do we in the first place? Why do illegal what? art? What drives you? Okay, okay. First, it's more like self-expression and then also advertisement for yourself. You know how expensive it is to advertise your product on some billboard or somewhere around the town. It might cost cheapest maybe 10000 for a month. If I can get it done there and no people going to catch out, people see it, then I, I survive for one month of the advertisement. People can see this dog and then it's quite good. So I try my best. So they can stay for five months. I'm blessed. I'm super blessed. We say stay for five months because someone else might burn it and draw over it. Yes, yes. yes. Basically, they can do it because the street is open to everyone, right? Before I started knowing some people in this space, I would look at all these street art and go, I have no idea who drew this. Who does it belong to? Mm -hmm. So how can yep. people look at street art and be like, okay, this belongs to, say, Klenji or to Cloak or to Drew Funk? Depends on, do you want to write your name? But for me, I want to have a treasure hunt. I want people to be curious. I don't want them to know it's me until they discover it's done by me. How they discover you though? Yeah, there was a fans been discovering this dog for quite long until they saw me sign off in Bangsal. I write my name below the dog because once in time, I have some piece, have more time to build it. They saw me, they messaged me, oh, it's you, I'm so happy I found you, blah, 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 blah. So the feeling is finally I find someone. If you really want to know, then you can write your name floor or maybe Ru Fang, they can write their name below so people can find them easily. Because for me, this is not my first priority. I already have something that people know I'm doing. So this is a secondary, but I'm still having fun. And what about the street art community in Malaysia? What is it like? Are there many people in it? Actually, there are quite a lot, but the active one, maybe not more than 10. 
can consider the top 10. The strongest will be the top 5. Basically, if for graffiti and street art, actually consider like maybe not more than 50, maybe 50 people is doing. There's the other side, which is the legal side. And you've done a lot of amazing commissions with Netflix, with Volkswagen, Uniqlo. Yep. And then you held the Malaysian Book of Records for the tallest mural for something you painted in 2018, mm-hmm. which is read by Sirocco. How did that come yep. about? Basically, I never look for my projects. They always come and look for me. One day, there was the boss is looking for a street artist. And then it come to my page and asked me and come to a meeting. Then I told them the price. Then she told me, we still have a few artists for pitching this job. Then I said, okay, I don't really mind. Because I look at the building, right? I feel like this is not exciting. This is extremely dangerous. It's too tall. 25 story, right? Yeah, it's like commit suicide project. It's like, no, maybe I don't want this. I just give a high price, then it's okay. I don't really care. If you give me, then okay. If you don't give me, then I don't really want it. Then suddenly he called me after a week. You have been chosen. Oh, what the heck? I was like, oh no. Can you imagine the other artist is lower than my price 50% and one is lower than my price 70%. And they insist they want me. I said, like, okay, you have guts. Okay, let's do it. The first day I was on that gondola, once I showed up to 25th floor, I asked myself, why do I want to get this job? It's too crazy. <laughs> when I look down of the gondola, right, the car is smaller than a Hot Wheel car. It's like, oh, shit. And then the whole gondola is waving. It's like a paper. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to paint on this thing? And then there's three gondolas because the wall is too big, right? The one gondola can only support for 20 feet. So there was two helper. So the two helper was going up the other gondola. Then I asked them, hey, how can I get into the other gondola? She told me that very easy. You just park together and then you climb over on the fifth floor. I was like, oh my gosh. Then I asked him, are you sure? Of course. And then I said, how come you're so sure? Because I paint the whole building. So before this, right, he helped me to coat the whole building. So he has the experience to climb over. So I cried for the first time. I was like, oh my God, I think I'm, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. I'm not going to, I'm not going to work. <laughs> so after a few days, right, I feel like getting more used to it because I start from 25th floor, right? Then I slowly, maybe one or two days, 24, 23, I'm coming down and I'm more focused because when I'm focused in front of me, I kind of forget that I'm not on the ground. This helped me a lot. And then, the whole whole month, right? I'm working nine to five. It's like back to office job. I need to work, wake up early morning and I finish at three the most because always raining at that time. It's August. And I remember the second day I was on the top, right? And then it's raining. Then, okay, la, let's do a bit more because I start late, maybe 11 or 12. Then suddenly, right? The cloud come in, right? The uh, rain drizzly on, on my face. Then we, we shut down, right? Suddenly, one of the wires is mixed up and then we try to take it off. And then like suddenly it got sparks. Then the whole thing stopped at 10th floor. And we are wet all the way waiting for help. And then the thunderstorm. And then the most right gondola being blown by the wind and bang on the wall. Bing, bang, bing, bang, bing, bang. We waited for five to 10 minutes. Only people come and save us on the electricity again. Then only we can come down all wet. So, okay. From that day, right, I told myself we need to be on time. 8 or 8.30 after finish breakfast, showed up, pain until 2 or 3, then we come down. After some times, right, I found that it's good to arrange something like, let's say I draw this particular line, then I showed up to other floor while other people who helped me to fill up the color. So I tried to organize the whole project. I'm getting into that picture more and more and easier for me day by day. So it's very good experience until almost one month. I think it's three weeks, half that I finished the job. So it's like at last I come down to the floor. Oh, yeah. How do you execute and maintain that space in terms of how large your head should be? Because it's going to be larger than you, right? Mm, yeah. And then and it's distorted. So, yeah. so at first, right, I was thinking maybe I can use projector to get the proportion, but we can't because we don't have other buildings taller than this for me to project. So I need to scale it into three gondola, maybe eight big square. The grid is very big. So once I go into gondola, right, everything distorted. Oh, shit. Only have the, the line, right, that I created onto it, right? Okay. So what do I do? I sketch it 
at the first day, when I finish my job, when I come down from the gondola and I zoom out on the other side to check the proportion. So it's like eyes is up and down and I'm trying to remember which side, this side, this side, and I tune it up the other day. Then I mark down this place and this place. I need to fix here, fix there. So it's been changing part by part a lot because I don't like the pattern. The pattern looks very ugly from far. So I redo it. I try to use the roller to have a guideline part by part, make sure they are same size. Only one time can be then because I can't go up and down because it took forever. Go up 15 minutes, come down 15 minutes. So be half an hour wasted. I try to minimize the error by make sure every time when I look at it, I memorize Basically, not the perfect job, but you try to solve every problem, every inch to make sure it doesn't look that bad. After that, did you think, oh, I never want to do such a large scale building? Not really, but anything lower than 25th floor doesn't really trigger me more. And then, right, I come to a job only 10th floor in Sabah and the crane cannot reach to a certain point. So I need crane and then we need to have the uh, scaffolding. Oh shit, there was climbing, scaffolding again. Ah, 10th floor, scaffolding, crazy. Every day is training. You imagine, right, when your can is spraying, right, suddenly the can drops, ding, dang, 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 something's broken, boom. Another challenge. Another yeah. thing that you do as well whenever you're drawing is that you also get filmed a lot. And that's quite important part yep. of your work, right? Yep. I think the first one was with the boyhood dream. What was that experience? Yeah, that was 2017. So it's the first time of acting. So they asked me, hey, I want to do a commercial. Can you do it? Of course. Draw, yes. Can you act? Okay, I try. Everything that contributes to my dream, I need to learn and do it. I cannot say no. I have to grow. You need to learn. You need to break through. So I take this challenge whereby it's like uh, I need to look at the uh, sketch done by the child and then I need to smile at it. That was NG 10 times. I asked the director, what do you want? Kenji, can you smile from your heart? Smile from my heart. Give some feeling. I say I've been smiling from my heart. What do you say? But the successful of that video is like an inspiration for young people and also maybe the people who stay in batch as me to make them realize that they have a dream. So there was quite a big positive reaction after it was released? Yes, a lot. Quite big. It's my first commercial video that had been shown to the public, I think. I suppose one of the things I didn't realize was that when you do these kind of films, even though it's one minute, actually, it takes a really, really long time. And you work with certain videographers like Kung Wei a lot. They're amazing in putting yep. it all together. What's the role of all these films? Okay, okay. I put my benchmark very high on the video. I want something to be cool because it's a record of what you have done. You have to be good. How do I know Kung Wei is from 2016, whereby I was painting for a co-working space. I know him from that. Then in 2018, right, once I started the Red Hotel, then they hired someone who doing a time-lapse. Then when I checked the video, it's, it's really bad. It sucks. They even can disalign the time-lapse. Means it sang it on the time-lapse. I said, what the shit is this? Then I called Conway. I said, hey, maybe you guys can help me to execute something for this video because I really feel disappointed 100% for what they have hired. So he come into the picture, then he started to have his own idea. Where by the time, uh, I think Curry is lost because he been doing his video and then joined the company and then the company maybe brainwashed a bit. So he kind of lost his soul in what he's good in doing. So I said, okay, I don't care no matter how, you just help me do a kick-ass kind of a video. Because of the time, he couldn't get much of the um, footage. So he bought some of it and then he tried to mix it up and then wow, it's good. It's really good. I give maybe 75% to 80% for that video. So he got a good feedback. People share it. People like it. And because his skill is to bring up what I want to present in the painting. It's not just, okay, shooting Kenji, painting cool, cool, action, cool. I shake the can. It's very normal for this. He's trying to figure out the content that I have drawn in the painting and he tried to align the footage with the content. So it brings out a good result. And of course, this is not the last video and I'm looking forward to work with him more because I want to grow with him. And you also collab quite a lot with other street artists while doing your work, right? Like Wilson, for yep. instance. So yep. how do these collabs tend to happen? Oh, because I'm uh, quite particular in my projects. So I know Wilson through Hong Yi. So Wilson is like potential kind of person whereby I go through his IG 
I like how he was so particular with his work. Cleanness or the proportion. Proportion is very important. People, when they look at your work, right, they, do they feel comfortable or they feel like, wow, people definitely can feel it. The first project he has helped me to finish it is the Sabah one. So you never know, it's so dangerous because you need to climb like every day, you need to climb the scaffolding because you want to learn, right? This is the point. You want to learn, you have to be brief. You need to overcome your fear. If not, you can't achieve anything. So that's the first one. Then after that, he'd been helping me a lot uh, on different kind of projects. I like his work and he's quite serious about what he's doing. He's quite responsible. And then video now will be, if normal one will not be Conway, but some big project will be him. I try to convince him to join the team. He's more willing to because he has like 100% freedom to really portray what really want to show in the video. Of course, I would put input, but input have to be based on his idea, how to enhance it. And what's amazing is that he's really talented, but he's never been to art school before. No, you need passion and it's sense. It's not about what you study in school. And now it's more easier because we have YouTube. YouTube can be your best teacher in the world. You can search anything. You can learn any particular thing you want based on do you want to do it. For me, it doesn't matter where you study because the place where I study, right, they close down. It's good because if you don't study, right, then that means he has the possibility of creating different kind of things. Because if he study in a school, maybe teacher is right or wrong. People always want to do this. I don't know why. Creativity is about breaking rules. You also do a lot of international collaborations. Like Chai Gofus can be found in Hong Kong, Tokyo, Madrid, Mongolia, Kazakhstan. And yes. I noticed you have worked with Gus Eagleton quite a lot. Bali in 2017 and Brisbane in 2018. Yes. How did that happen? Yes. Okay, actually that war right, is quite memorable because beside him, right, there was a two artists that is really international. First, uh, of course, Gas is from Brisbane. Boogie is from, I think it's from Germany. Another one is called Evok. Evok is from the state and he worked for Vibok. And he's the artist that we look up to before we join Graffiti. He is from the team of MSK, Met Society King. That was a very meaningful war for us because it's a very big collaboration. I told Gus we have to make our mom proud because we are drawing with those crazy and great artists below us together from this big project. So we'll give our heart, we push to the max. And once we're done, right, when I look at the work, I told Gus, you can call your mom now. She will be proud. <laughs> I think one of the turning points for you was going to Mongolia and painting yep, there. Yep, can you yep. share that experience? So I have no idea where's Mongolia before this. Then I was invited in 2016 with Klo. I'm happy because I met one of the idol praising for long. Before this is 10 years ago. His name is Atam Joe. Now he's become my good friend. He's from Korea. I tell myself I want to be like them, to have a career in this art thing and then to be doing it all my life. And then I meet him at Mongolia with another street artist called Royal Dog. Now it's very big. He's living in California now been drawing portraits of Travis Scott, some black people, but wearing Korean dress. So it's a mixture culture. So it's getting so big in the state. And then we met there and we have fun. We go around, we drink goat milk from Mongolia. And then the alcohol is so strong. We drink from afternoon to night. It's crazy. And we live in the tent. So I feel like they are very poor, not developed country, but they have very strong spirit in respecting the sky, tree, mother earth, water. If they have the water like naturally going up from there, right? They will say, protect this. You need to protect this. They also believe in shaman. Before I landed to uh, Mongolia, right? I saw a lot of wavy, bumpy kind of mountain covered with uh, grass. The feeling is amazing. I see the shadow of the cloud moving forward from the wave is wow, amazing. Then I come to a place where they bring us to the hilltop. And then when I stand on the hilltop, I look around and I see those uh, window XP kind of wallpaper. It's like totally live. Wow, amazing. I want to be cool. I want to be strong. I want to draw colorful things. I can draw the eagle with leaves because I feel like animal and ground and forest, they are joined together. And you can see the leaf is fading out because of the human being trying to destroy the nature. So I want to remind people of this because now they kids, right? They're on their computers. They're not outdoor much. Once I come back to Malaysia, I try to implement these peaceful pieces into different office or maybe hotel or maybe different kind of cafe. I want people to feel peaceful when they look at my piece. And you mentioned before there are certain people who become very, very big. Carl Francis is very, very huge. How do people make it that big? 
I'm not sure, but first, he also seemed like us, graffiti artist. And then, right, suddenly he wanted to do street art. And in the 90s, he break into the bus station poster. There was like Kevin Klein, Jojo Armani. And then he took the poster and, and go back and draw something and put it back. And then he changed the lock. And then he can access to the lock. And then come to a certain point, maybe one year or one year and a half, people trying to break those glasses and steal the artwork. So it get the attention from the, uh, the brand whereby they are doing the advertisement on that bus stop. And then what he imagined become reality and become a real collab. And this had to be happened in the state. Because as you realize, everything successful mostly have to happen in the state. Not all of it, but I can say 70%. The friend he know at that time, right? Baiting Abe. So in Japan, he know this guy. So then slowly he moved into this particular brand. Not that big that time. Have a crossover with Baiting Abe. And now, do you know why he did Uniqlo, because Nigo is inside. The guy who runs Baiting Ape is about connection. So he got all the connection he has to go into the mass market and people break into Uniqlo because of the cow's tea in China. It's like zombies invading the whole Uniqlo and grab all the stocks. Too crazy. Do you ever want to yeah. be that big? Like move to the States and try and make it global? Of course, I'm connecting with them now because I'm visiting my mom in the state. Because I was there, right? I don't want to waste my time. I want to do something. I want to connect with people. I want to try to create something. So I, I come to a person. His name is Aaron. He has a toy shop. And then he gave me a few chance customizing few of the toys. And Blessing is sold in USD. The price, if I put it in Malaysia, right, it would be ridiculous for the collector to buy it. But if you put it in the state, the price still affordable. Is there anyone that you're looking towards that you think, oh, would be good inspiration for where I want to bring Chai Go? Kaos. And also, mm. you know that guy drawing flower? Quite big. He's Japanese, but he make it big in the state. And then he's been collabed with LV a lot. Most of the brand, crazy guy. He has a huge team helping him as well. Can you imagine, right? If one year he need to be opening so many shows in the state, how can he get it done by himself for all the shows? Of course, he's supervising. Of course, he's been finally touching all the uh, small detail, but he has too many things going on. Like now, I need someone to help, even though I'm not that big, so small, but I still need helpers to really execute it because we're getting all exhausted, but our mind's still moving, right? So in order to make it big, team is a thing that we really need. We can't escape from it. You've talked about 2021, the future plans. Before that, how has COVID impacted you? Because even though everyone's on lockdown, it seems you were creating lots of art that kept being released. Okay, okay. So we are not being stopped. We are not paralyzed. Of course, we are hibernating. I can't go out and be inspired, but I can do whatever I can in the time when I was in KL. We still can create something. We still can talk with people about the project that I want to do, look for the creative people, work something else. We just can't blame anything and not do anything. We still have a room of space that we can do it. So what I've done is like I prepare all the projects I want to do in 2021. Coming this month or the next or January or February, coming out, got one watch collaboration whereby I have talked to him starting of the year is February 2020. So plan for a year, going to launch soon. And the brand is called Boulder. You can have a look. It's a first collab for Chaigo in 2021 launching. Then following got fashion and then got toys and some other unconfirmed projects. Upcoming artists, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people saying, oh, give me free work, give me free work. What kind of advice would you have for them? Because there's a balance, right? Getting yourself out there, building a portfolio, but also don't sell yeah. yourself short. Of course, first you need to have a permanent job. Then treat this as your side job. And at first, you need to get trust. Of course, you need to set some value for your art, but it's not a permanent one. Let's say at first you sell your artwork for maybe 500. It's not the ending value. The ending value can be 50,000. The ending value can be 500,000. The fun and the best thing about art is no value, no valuation. You can be 1 million, you can be 500. Depends on what you want to do. People who are selling their art like 1 million, right? I need to study them, understand the way they do their work. I need to implement to myself because I want to be like one of them. It's like Bruce Lee, even though he died, but his legacy, his mindset, the way he sees something, right? is still there based on the quotes he has been giving out. 
I don't scare the people that have 1,000 skills. I just scare the people that learn one skills 1,000 times. It's to sharpen what you have done. So what drives you nowadays? Young people. The people around my age, right, they are like on their families. Of course, we all have families, but they don't believe in dream anymore because they're too rational. Whereby young people is different. They're energetic. They are passionate. They have hope for the future. This is the person that inspired me and I want to work with them. I want to be inspired again. Are there any particular young local artists that you think people should look into and support? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, a guy who customized shoes, Edmund Louis. He has been customizing a lot of shoes for the state. He customized already, right? Then people bought it from the state and then he sent it to the state. He's quite creative and he's young, passionate. We've been cooking something. So hopefully it can be revealed this year. Besides that, now I'm working for the next project. It's called Good Times. Three person in uh, the brand and creating uh, outdoor wear. Their products is sold in Malaysia and Taiwan. Is there any common misconception that people normally have about what you do? Mm, not really, because people hate you, will always hate you. I don't want to waste time on that. I just want to have more time, appreciate and be serious with what I'm doing. No, no point you explain to them, because they hate you, they will hate you. What do you think make people take their time in commenting into what you have done? People, it's too busy, they just swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe up and up. They stop at your page and then they take time and then they think through the comment and they type for you. No matter it's good comment or bad comment, at least have noise. The noise helping a lot. Of course, sometimes you need to maybe you need to explain a bit. You want to explain, you explain, don't explain, don't explain. But your people, your fans will help you to try to talk to them. So it's very easy now. If you hate me, there's a button on the top. Just press unfollow. That's it. Or unlike. You have a choice. No, people put bullet or put a gun on your head and force you to look at their work. Right? You hate it. It's okay. The channel is not for you. And my channel is for everyone. People, they can come in, they can unfollow and subscribe me. That's it. Do you feel that social media is very important for what you're doing? Very important because it's like a platform. Before this, right, we, we always looking for platform. Oh, I need a platform to show my work. Oh, because no people give me chance for a platform. Now you have no more reason, no more excuse. The excuse is you're too lazy. You're uninspired. You just don't want to give but you want to enjoy the successful no way. Now you just need to keep on trying. If let's say you have 10 ideas, right? You blast it out. Must have some ideas that will capture people. If you can't, right? Then you keep on doing it until you make it. You need to have a good content to attract people to listen to you, to watch you. Content is the most important now. Creativity also the most important. Not the place, not the props to impress people. It's the content that impress people. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation, Kenji. And I normally end all of my interviews with these questions. So for the first one okay. is, do you feel that you have found your why? Actually, it has been found when I was done three, but I kind of forget it because I assume that I need to be upgraded. Let's say I feel that I do art is the most happiest thing in the world. The time freeze. But I thought that maybe the world keep on upgrading, right? I need to go into computers to really survive. Then I forget my dream, actually just the draw. Then suddenly the feeling kick in when the toughest time I paint on the wall. It remind me again after so many years, 12 years, uh, kick in again. Then I realized one thing, the art in value doesn't really go down. From the time of Da Vinci, Michelangelo, it keep going up. It never depreciates. So I feel what I really want to do is the branding and what I'm doing, I need to keep on doing to build up the value. And what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Basically, Chai Go. I think hopefully, like some other company, Adidas or Nike, I think the people who started this, they have gone, but the company still run on. If my daughter is smart enough, I think maybe can take over, hopefully. But I don't want to force her. I want her to be a happy person to really discover who she was when she grew up and encourage her to pursue that dream. And what does success mean to you and what makes a successful artist? For me, I'm not sure yet because my aim is not there yet. What I've learned for success is nothing is forever. You can't stop at the success moment. There's no success moment. It's like a work in progress. It's a keep going on progress. It's a perseverance for me. Once I have achieved this, right, I'm not staying in this zone. I've been planning a few things ahead. Once my product outright, I'm thinking the other, what I want to achieve, it's in front. I'm looking forward. So success for me is, I can't really explain yet. 
But maybe in some of people's eyes and success, I'm not sure, maybe, but then it's an ongoing progress. And where can people go to connect with you, support what you're doing? Basically, you can check my IG, Mr. Underscore Kenji Chai, or my Chai Go. I just restarted. I want to keep it all for Chai Go. So Chai Go underscore underscore stray. Or maybe you can type Chai Go the stray and can you found it in IG and Facebook, Kenji Chai. Or maybe you can see my old videos that I keep it for myself, for client view in YouTube, Kenji Chai. So from there, you can check all my previous videos. And is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't covered yet? Basically, for the youngster now, right, I just want to share. Theory, you guys have a lot, but important is practical. Practical and practical. Practical get you experience. Practical, maybe you fail in doing something, but you learn more than you fail. You discover, then you try to upgrade, realize your mistake, and you redo it, make it better and better. Theory is good, but it can't bring you anywhere. And that was the end of episode 31. The show notes, transcripts, and links to everything and everyone we've just talked about can be found at soulismywide.com forward slash 31 if you want to be updated on the latest episodes, as well as learn about other fascinating and inspiring things that I've read and come across over the course of the week, make sure you also sign up for the weekly newsletter. The sign-up form can be found at the same show notes link, which is soulismywide.com forward slash 31. And stay tuned for next Sunday, because we'll be meeting the Asian millennial TikTok version of Bill Nye the Science Guy, who managed to gain over 600,000 subscribers in just over two years, and is also beginning to transition into television work. We talk about his childhood, his love of stand-up, and how he uses one of the most popular social media platforms out there to share his love of science with people from all over the world. So don't forget to subscribe, and see you next Sunday.